Okay, so I was um, really moved, and and so was my mom uh, when we were watching CBS Sunday Morning on New Year's Eve morning together, and we always discuss that show. You know, like there'll be one or two stories that we're really taken by, but you know. the day before was like the 14th anniversary of my mom losing her husband. Mm -hmm. You know, I talked to my mom about, you know, about, you know, my dad. I mean, she's known my dad since, you know, they've known each other since like, you know, fifth grade. Absolutely. They started dating in eighth grade and they tried to run away to Missouri and like, yeah, she knows that man. She knows that man. So, you know, my dad, you know, so the loss that she had, the grief that she might feel about that. And just, you know, and I was, had been talking to my stepmom and, you know, then, then Marjorie, the news about Ian. And it's just like, what do we do with this grief? And, and so we were just struck that I'd been having these conversations. And then, you know, Ian or um, Ian was one of the things that, uh, you know, we're really thinking about how how do you handle the grief that comes with the loss of someone that you love so much? And I know I am a master at magical thinking and putting it away and pretending somebody is on a trip or they're like in the case of my nephew Tristan. I pretended like for so long that he was serving. Yeah, that in Afghanistan. Yeah, I'm sure because it's easy to do with somebody in the service is like they're gone. They're you, gone. You think they're about gone, them, but they're gone. But they're, they're gone. They're and, not you know, here. Yeah. And so Anderson Cooper, uh, it, he apparently, you know, one of the things and people might not know this about Anderson Cooper, but, you know, I I think he was like nine or ten when his dad died and his mom is Gloria Vanderbilt mm-hmm. and. Ladies of a certain age all had their Gloria Vanderbilt jeans in the 80s. And his mom was really something else, you yeah. know, heiress and also a self-made woman. And then, you know, had a very glamorous love life. And, and then, you know, uh, Anderson Cooper's brother uh, threw himself out of the penthouse window in front of Gloria Vanderbilt, in front of his mom. So he knows grief. Yeah. So I just from a young age, from a young age. But I just thought what he said about it was just. I think you know, so many people it just feels like you know. Of course, everyone has loss in their life, but there is a, a thing where sometimes people feel very hesitant to bring up someone's lost life that's in their life. You know, there there's a real. And, you know, people, we're just very good at burying our feelings. So here's what Anderson has to say about that. Grief, when it comes, is nothing like we expect it to be. Joan Didion wrote that, and boy, was she right. It's nothing we expect, and it's different for everyone. I've spent much of my career as a reporter in wars and disasters, stepping into other people's grief. But I've also spent most of my life running away from my own, and I haven't gotten very far. For the last few years, I've been going through dozens of boxes of photos and papers belonging to my mom, Gloria Vanderbilt, who died in 2019, and to my dad, Wyatt, who died when I was 10, and to my brother, Carter, who died by suicide when I was 21. I'm the last one left from the little family I was born into, the last one who remembers our stories and the life we shared. 
I found letters and journals, old seating charts for dinner parties, postcards from Truman Capote, even telegrams from Frank Sinatra, whom my mom was dating in the 1950s. Sifting through these boxes, these memories, it's been overwhelming and lonely, and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with it all. I can't just get rid of these things. It's, it's all that's left of them, and I'm not ready to let them go. The truth is, none of us is alone in our grief, though it certainly feels like we are. The path we're on is well-traveled. The person sitting next to you on the subway or in a cubicle at work, everyone has felt the pain of loss or will. It is a bond we can share, but we rarely do. Instead, we shroud our grief in silence. Why is it so hard to talk about? Why must we keep it hidden away, crying in private, speaking the names of our loved ones in hushed whispers only we can hear? I've done that my whole life, and the price i paid is high. When you bury your grief to mute your sadness, you mute your ability to feel joy as well. You can't have one without the other, and I see that now. Talking about grief and hearing from others who are living with grief as well, it's the one thing i found that's helped me feel less frozen by it and less alone in it. I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions, but this year I'm going to try and give up carrying my grief in silence. I've been doing that since I was 10 years old, and the weight of it is just too much to bear. And he has a podcast, I think it's like once a week, and it's called All There Is. And it is just about grief and about, you know, he's just decided to be outlaw. I just was so struck at it's everything so, he said. No, it's so you know? good. And I, it's yeah. so true. Him saying that, like, the person next to you has either felt grief like you or has gone through grief to the extreme that you have our will. And that is the huge uniter. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that is just so profound and it also kind of makes you just want to remember just try to be nice to everybody because you never know people don't show your grief you don't go yeah. at a gas station and walk in and say my mom just died yeah, i'm getting yeah, yeah. gas it's like yeah. they're you know they all of a sudden will be a little bit curt or could be you know whatever or acting a little weird and everybody is just battling their own yeah. things and it's just so yeah well i mean like this year i have i have like I think one, you know, one, three of my good friends, all of us lost our dads this wow. year. And all of them were like 82, 83. And all of them were really uh, interesting characters, you know, whatever. Memorable and wonderful people in their own way. But one of the things, when I was talking to my one friend, that was that I really treasured at... My dad's funeral and afterwards were the specific things that people remembered about your person or they put it in a card or people like on our social media page, even here, you know, there were people that were wonderful about, I met your dad in Sturgis. Yeah. I met your dad at the fair, people, other family, people that, you know, you're, they're sharing a specific remembrance. It was so comforting. Yeah. And my friend felt the same way. She said, Oh, I've heard so many great stories. And about, so that is, if you ever wonder, I don't know what to say. If you really don't know what to say, you can just say, I'm sorry, you know, you're this, this is a wonderful person. But if you, if you can, you know, bring it to write it down or share it in person, it would mean everything to the person. They want to hear 
anything you funny, wonderful, sad because, yeah. to, that you share because it's just it's like, what that's what's left. That's and, what's and, left, and you want to you want to like have something still. And I could see that. I could yeah. see. You know, I I I I could. That's actually such good advice is to just kind of lead because we never know what to say, but just to lead with. I'm so sorry for your loss. And can I tell you a story about your dad? Can I tell you a story I had about, mm-hmm. you know, the person yeah. who's I that is such good advice. Yeah, because it, and it was it was like I was like, was there because I asked, was there anything comforting about your dad dying this year? And the one comforting thing was that, you know, people really shared Things that we didn't know. Yeah, you got to see. And that was that was really really sweet, and it, it felt like oh, just, it felt yummy in and, a in a grief laden way. Yeah, did, and Anderson Cooper mentioned like these are the only things I have left of this people, and the reality of it is that's not true because there are other people. Like I'm sure Laura, you have this feeling of like I can't. There's no way you're going to forget your dad, but also there's hundreds of people who also will never forget your dad. Yeah, and, and to know they're out walking around and they are still impacted by your dad today, it it keeps them alive and it feels but good. But it doesn't so much. Like, I know. To me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know. I know. Yeah, that's what he's. That's what he's saying about the burying. That you know. It's yeah. Like I've been doing. I've been doing a very good job of doing magical thinking about my dad, and really, when the new I would year say turned, you have. You have the definitely. new year turn, and I'm like, well, this is the first year on this earth, I'm you know, forever, yeah. you know, because at yeah. least 2023 was still part of it alive. And you know what? <laughs> I know you're gonna sound super corny and dumb, but like, we don't mind a like sad Lori. We all no. love no. sad Lori is welcomed in this way, just yeah. like horny Lori, Lori, yeah. and happy Lori, <laughs> and silly Lori. Just know that we like yeah. all of Lori. Yeah. 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 So bring her. But I mean, 2023 too, just even for para, our parasocial relationships with people, celebrities mm. that we even know, it was a big, big year. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like more people died than usual. Yeah. yeah. If that can even, if that even sounds right. And I, you know, just think of there are just so many lives well lived. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're gone. All right. Well, thank you for posting that. Yeah. Uh, thank you. That, that and, was very that was insightful. Amazing. Yeah. We will be back with random thoughts hey everybody it's Lori here for learning rx and uh okay so i found out at bowling last night that only half the schools are back in uh the regular routine but it is happening we're midway through the year and um if you're just thinking this has been you know such a nice relief not to have the kids be in school but now we're back into uh the same old routine of are you are you on top of your homework or is it the reading whatever it is you could get an answer by committing to the time and uh the 99 dollars to take uh learning rs the woodcock johnson cognitive skills assessment test you get two percent off you'll it'll it's so eye-opening and it's actually kind of a fun test and only a little over an hour of your time there's seven locations for learning rx and you can also check them out online look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey (sighs) well that's why they're introducing an all-new bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. I listen to this show once in a while, Lori, so I so I might have that memorized. Uh, okay. I have a hot tip for you guys. I almost don't want to... Good thing we are not on air, right? Because I'm going to... We are on air. Oh, no, because this is a secret I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> well, then. well, then keep it to yourself. Okay, to fine. Yourself. I'm just going to... I'm going to... I'm going to go ahead and whisper it. That Target, uh, they are... More of the corporate offices are are saying, we're donezo with this. So they're putting a bunch of stuff up for auction. Oh. They've got office floors 17, 28, 30, oh. and 34 that are saying bye bye to all their stuff. And they're doing a liquidation of all their stuff. You mean in their like office their, building? Uh, yeah. I don't like that. No, no, no. It's not bad though. It isn't? No, that because they're not going back to work. Everybody's working from home. Just oh. 17, 28, 30, and 30 floor. Those <laughs> floors, they hated each other anyways. They're happy to be home. Um, and also, they have another campus uh, as well. They oh. they they put up another campus, but they are done with this office furniture, which means right now, if you need an office chair or like they've got really cute office furniture that have like attached desks or a cubicle mm-hmm. or some cabinets or even trash bins, mm-hmm. you got to go hit up Target's uh, auction. It's awesome. I'm gonna have to send it to you guys. It's Please don't, but um, you could send it to Grant. Grant, do you want a rolly chair? I'll take it. I would love. I'm a sucker for a good auction. I need need at some point to get one with better back support than this one. Well, yes, you do work out of your house. I guess you would. I would want one, You're talking to yourself and all the other people who do work out of their house and sit in very uncomfortable chairs. If you want to play, like, office, you know, like do some sort of weird role playing with an office uh, cubicle oh, too. Yeah, all right. So that's kind of hot. Hyper local news as well. We've got a new Goodwill to open up in Lakeville. Thought you should know about that. That's good. And then a KFC is opening in Mi- in Minnesota, which is My god, where did you get this news today? I got hyper local. No. Is like this from this. a machine? No, do you think they would ever have a national machine that would spit out mm. hyper-local stuff? I is there it... a local machine that spits out no! stuff like this? No. This is Hastings, and they're having a new camp. I just found three local stories. I thought I would bundle them up, give it to you as a bouquet, okay. and let you spit in my face. Okay. I will take this and rise you up a minute here. There are not a lot of KFCs in the state of Minnesota. <laughs> so I, yeah, right. Oh, they have disappeared. Yeah, they, and they... they they keep closing, so I was shocked this one was opening. That's my point. So I'm glad to hear that we're getting one in Hastings. Well, Thank I you. guess the you know franchisees feel better about the prospects of making money here. You know what? The grants of the world needed this, and yeah. there's no way I could have told them any other way. Thank All you. Right. I have a story that you're gonna like because it hits up two things that you love: okay. the judicial, the du- ugh, the judicial system in Japan. All right, yeah. I got a little interest peaked. Yes. Yes. So get this, Japan has a 99.9% conviction rate. Whoa. 
So that's very high. That's scary. Yes. So it breaks down to, or it also can mean low crime. Okay. Such good low call. crime. Good so call. there's you're 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 mm-hmm. you're catching my flow here. There's yeah. a combination of why that is, um, and this whole article kind of breaks down. But ev- almost every case that goes to court in Japan ends up in a guilty verdict. Mm. There's a whole breakdown of why of like not as much crime, not as people going through the system. Um, the fear of judicial prosecution, all those things kind of combine to the 99. And the shame you would bring to your family. Exactly. That's a big thing. So I thought Mm -hmm. that was very, very interesting. So much so that you're going to forget my hyper local. I have, well, I'm glad about the Goodwill in Lakeville. I think that's always good to have a <laughs> thank you a nice Goodwill also, place that you can drop off your stuff, and yes. also if they've got the you know you can when, peruse yourself. Thank you. And when's the yeah. last time you heard a Goodwill opening? Yeah, like you. I good feel point. like Goodwills in my mind have been there before I was ever even a mm-hmm. you know a glimmer in my father's eye. Yeah. Like I the Goodwill here on Snelling, I never thought about there was a day where they opened. They've just always been here. Yeah, I mean on University. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, on a very serious note, somebody hmm. was hospitalized from an exploding toilet at a Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> store in Florida. Hey, you're gonna, how much, is that like 100000 Oh, at least. They're would... seeking, Paul was his name, is seeking yeah. more than 100000 yeah. in a lawsuit filed Wednesday yeah. in, of course, Orlando. Was he injured badly? Long-term injuries. Yes, of course. Severe and long-term injuries. Plus, Porcelain, tr- flying porcelain would oh, be no would joke. Yeah, but that how does that explode? Well, back pressure? You know. know, back pressure, yes. Somebody did something bad to a valve somewhere along the way, and pressure cooked, and the poop piled up, and all of a sudden, and it just boom. exploded. Yeah. The boom, and he was in the wrong place at the wrong damn time. Uh, yeah, I rest my case. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I wish I had a gavel, dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah, um, they he might win this because there's a history oh, of gosh. problems with the toilet. There have been write-ups about the toilet having issues. Um, they 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 so, may pay double. They, may they pay might be double. paying two hundred thousand if they if there is this much neglect happening around this commode. It's not good. It's not looking good for Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there may or may have been feces involved. Of course, brain out yeah. that he was left covered. Oh, oh no! Oh yeah, that's definitely yeah. worth a hundred k. Just that alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And then here's the thing: the employee told him that they were aware of the problem with the toilet oh, since he had been previous incidents. So that that's your yeah. smoking yeah. gun right there. Well, smoking toilet, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right, and my last one is a one of hope: a man who <laughs> fell overboard. Uh, spends the night in the ocean, what? was saved by a fisherman who spotted the glimmer from his watch. Whoa. What a, a lucky pickup because... Wow. Yep. So a fisherman who was just happened to be wow. off, all of a sudden saw a little bit of a, a glimmer that he was like, what is that? Ended up going over to that area and uh, picking this fisherman. So That's amazing. In conclusion, always wear a watch. <laughs> Don't use the Dunkin' Donuts toilet. And head over to Hastings for your new KFC bucket. That's right. You're welcome, world. <sighs> I don't know how to feel about any of that that you just shared with us. <laughs> Thank you. I, that's what I. That's my goal in life <laughs> is to leave you absolutely speechless. Wow. Hey, everybody. It's Lori here from Minneapolis Anti-Aging Skin Clinic, which is the skin clinic affiliated with Minneapolis Plastic Surgery. 
And I was able to have a hydrofacial, the first one in six months that I've been able to have. And, oh my gosh, I forgot about the instant glow up from the hydrofacial. But if you've never, you know, I was talking with Nicole and I'm like, you know, what do people, she said, yeah, people really don't, they've heard of hydrofacial, but they don't know what it is. And I, Julie and I have always called it when we were at, with Dr. Crutchfield, the rest his soul. Um... It's a working facial. So it's part relaxing and it's also part, it's this device and they're putting in the collagen, but first they're microderming and basically vacuuming up all the, it's instantly, if you've got an event, let me tell you in Hollywood right now, all the hydrofacialists are booked Saturday for Sunday. Go to mplsskin.com for more information. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I didn't know, maybe this didn't get by you, um, but I want to make sure that you knew, being the number one Taylor Swift fan. Obviously. Obviously. Did you know that Taylor ended 2023 by breaking Elvis Presley's record for most weeks at number one on the Billboard 200 chart? I didn't. I heard that there was a possibility that that could happen. I remember that was something they said, but I didn't know it actually happened. It actually happened during the final week of the year, Uh 1989, Taylor's version topped the chart for the fifth time, meaning Swift has Uh now spent... 68 weeks on top of the Billboard 200, beating Elvis, who had 67 weeks at number one across his two, 10 albums between 1956 and 2002. Dang. So uh, the ultimate record holder is the Beatles, whose albums have spent 132 weeks. Oh, wow. So she's got a ways to go. On top of the Billboard 200. I, the only way that's going to happen. So it's the Beatles, yeah. Taylor Swift, Elvis. She is going to drop the re-recording of Reputation soon. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm going to start getting really weird around the office because I'm okay. going to have to act like I'm always angry and mad and suspicious of you all. Okay. Because I'm going to fall into my rep era hard. Yeah. Um, And then there are rumblings of a new album that is going to come out during mm-hmm. her tour. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know if she could make that bridge. That's a lot. That's a long way to go for hitting the Beatles. Yeah. And she's solo artist and Elvis has had it all this time. And how long has he been gone? Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, she, it's just, uh, it's, it's a uh, very, it's just another exciting little notch in her career belt. And she's probably just like delighted to be in the company. Yeah, she's 
Why not? I mean, I don't want to say I helped her, but I'm telling you, you I looked, I listened to 1989 re-recording a lot. Right. New Romantics has also been one of my go-tos this week. Yeah. So, um, Harry Styles fans are relieved. He's been spotted, um, in Costa Rica, I think. And his buzz cut (laughs) that he gave himself Mm -hmm. is growing out. I, I heard that hair does that. Yes, it Word does. on the street is, oh, yes. you know, we, there was a lot of panic that ensued in my household yeah. when we found out he had a buzz cut. I mean, we all cried. We all poured out drinks. Uh, but we did think about it later that it might grow back. So yeah. that, nice consolation. Yes, exactly. I mean, even his mom had to step in. Remember <laughs> that? I mean, she said, when you consider how kind... My son has been, I do not understand all this upset over hair. I thought it was kind of hot, um, but I yeah. I get that uh, people are emotionally attached. They really are. Who, who was it? Was it Zane who cut his hair that everyone lost their minds over as well? Yeah. And then, of yeah. course, when we start on Felicity, oh, the, it, we're still traumatized it, when she it, cut her it hair. It totally changed the trajectory of that show. It was I know. never the same again. Never. Now, I did not need this to happen, but apparently we have a we have a song, you know, remember in Stranger Things, Kate Bush running yeah. up the hill, you know? know? Yeah. Yeah, that got everything well. Not we none of us have seen anyone but you, but we heard it was like into the chemistry of an old mop in a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> no chemistry between Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney, which that explains all the reliance on how hot their chemistry was on red carpets and yeah, stuff. Yeah, relying and on it, that. They're, they're, the rumors of a possible affair was... Yes, but apparently the song that is a pivotal role in the narrative of Glenn Powell's character, the song, the song is played and is sung by multiple people Throughout the movie, easily making it the defining musical characteristic of this movie, Anyone But You, which is, you know, kind of a Shakespeare, was supposed to be a Shakespearean, oh, they don't like each other. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But anyway, it's Natasha Bedingfield's Unwritten. Do you remember it? This was the song for, um, uh, not the OC, but... um, Low and uh, Kristen Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach. The spinoff, the one where they went to L.A. Oh. Unwritten was their song. Okay. So this was anybody my age knows this song. I mean, we and it was very popular. Well, the TikTokers and the, they've yeah. discovered it, and now it's up. You know, like one hundred and fifty-six percent just in the one or ten days since it's been out. We'll play it. I mean, you're not. You're not mad at this. No. Okay. It uh, and apparently Natasha is thrilled. She did a TikTok saying, "A rom com has got girls falling out of cinema singing my song, and now it's trending." <laughs> She's like just delighted because that is a great song. It's a it's, good one. It's the Hills. It was the theme song yeah, for the Hills, right, and that was going to yeah. kill me until I found yeah, that out. But yeah, yes. good for Natasha. Good for us. That's a banger. Yeah. So you know, this is like. Uh, the influence of what can happen if a movie or a TV series uses a show or uses a song that has some, any resonance, you know, you're like, and then the new, the younger people, they go, wow, I love this song. It came out in 2004. Yes. Uh, what was the Easy A one I was singing about the other day? 
that was in the card. Oh, Pocket Full of Sunshine was also oh, Natasha yes, Bedingfield. Yes. And that actually got a resurgence because of uh, um, an easy, easy A. She kept opening going, I got a pocket, got a, I got a pocket, yeah. got a, I. Mm-hmm. It was this card that, you know, greeting card that kept singing yeah. it. And she went full circle with the song and eventually like fell in love with it. So, Natasha. Natasha is um, very happy. Like this is like the best thing to come out of the movie. This is the best story I found about the movie. You know, because I'm going to not see it in the theater. I'm not going to see it in the theater. But I I'll could, watch it. I could totally see me watching it on the couch. Yeah. And probably there's part of me that kind of likes these formulaic ones anyways. And I that could have see no my, chemistry. Will I, you watch it just for that to well, see? Like, who, is it true they don't have chemistry? That's where I keep falling because I'm going to be honest. We need someone to call us. That's thought. I know. He's okay. She, I think, would have chemistry with a, a pencil, like with a Thank with you. a. Yeah, she Thank is. But she's the hottest thing ever. But every review has said, like, I know she's not a romantic comedian, and you know she's got nominated for, I think, an Emmy for Euphoria. No, she played reality winner. Oh yes, and there oh, was a yeah. dramatic series about, and it might have been on HBO, and p- people were just raving about her. And in Euphoria, you know, it's more, you know, she's well, the, she's the a rom-com mess. The rom com thing is not always like it, it the, like you think it can be an e- the easier thing to do in acting. I have no idea. Yeah, but that has been that's what Variety was just like that. Just these two are miscast together as a hot. Mess at teenager, and I recognize I was one as well. Mm-hmm. She is amazing in Euphoria. Yeah, yeah, very like much she so. nails the I'm about to cry or scream or yeah, cry, yeah. you know, like puts on makeup for twelve, you know, for an hour yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. she so, kills that. We've got one caller, Megan, who <gasps> saw anyone but you. Oh, so Megan, Megan, tell what, us. is it? Hi. Is it? Is it really the chemistry of an old mop in a bucket? You know, like their chemistry was not great, but they're both so attractive that I think you just buy into it. Like there's literally not one unattractive person in this movie. And so I think (laughs) the other person that's in it who plays like her former boyfriend Mm -hmm. is also super hot. And he was in Never Have I Ever. Oh, Mm -hmm. yes. Oh, yeah. And so the eye candy is unbelievable, but it's really funny. And truly, I think that Glenn Powell is out acts Cindy Sweeney like all day long. He does. Dang. And I like her. I like her. I thought she did good. But I think it also might be her character that they kind of have her portray. Yeah, she's annoying. Yes. Very. It was, and I was kind of like, okay, I'm over this. But yeah, it was. It was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it with my mom and a couple other friends, and it actually was really funny. Like, oh, if good. you're looking for something to do, it could be worth a trip to the movies. Okay, All well, right. that's what we need to see because you know it's going to be like a. It could be a movie weekend. This, yeah, you know and what I mean. January. It's a vibe. Is it? Is it just? Is it like a touch such a vibe to go with that group that you went with? Like you guys had a blast. Yeah. Okay. We had so much fun, but he is like so hot. He, he is. Can't look away. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Not look away. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, so- Julia and I met him the last time we snuck into a Screen Actor Guild oh Awards party in 2019 Who with Hidden Figures. That's amazing. And danced with his brother and his mom and dad. That's <laughs> wild that you're and, saying that right now. I know it. And he was so charming and so nice to us because, of course, it was the first time he'd ever been to anything. 
you know, so he watch just, the red just soaking carpet. it all up and he was just to everybody. really nice. But the lady who was like in charge of things was so mad to spot us <laughs> dancing with Glenn. You, you should have been his leading lady, Lori. Oh. I really think ah, you could have made this see? Uh, the best movie ever. Oh, God. Except for the fact that I can't act at all. <laughs> No, I think you could. I think you, you could, could act attracted to Glenn Powell. Oh, I, I from he what really, I heard about you hanging out with these twenty-year-olds last night, he really Glenn is. Powell, uh, he's beautiful. He was, on, he was on Jimmy Kimmel and or Jimmy Fallon, and apparently his parents are always making cameos in his movies. Yeah. So if you watch it and you watch the airplane scene, which will be pretty recognizable, okay. apparently those are his parents oh, that are really? next to him. Yeah, we were yeah. so charmed because we we told him we said we've never met anybody who brought their family. Like it was the mom, yeah. the dad, the brother, and a wife. And like, dude, no one does that in Hollywood. Yeah, you know that, that makes them even more hot. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad you <laughs> called us. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. It was okay. Good. It was still fun. All right, good. I might I, that might have to be a girlfriend movie this weekend. Yeah, I'm dying to do something with a couple of girlfriends. You've made me so into this. Yeah. I'm very excited about this movie. All now. right, thank you. Okay, happy New Year, girls. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year. All right, when we come back. We're gonna Hollywood speak. Hey everybody, it's Lori here for Hammernex Flooring Solutions and let me tell you, they have the largest selection of hardwood flooring carpeting in the Midwest. They have so many options and if that makes you nervous because there might be too much style, too much uh, decision making, they have complimentary design services so the designers, they will help you because I know for me I would feel absolutely I wouldn't have the first idea I would definitely need the help and of course Hammernix can have it installed for you work around your schedule they also have a whole team that specializes in refinishing and repairing older floors so if you've got a home that's you know you want your current hardwood floors to look brand new and you need some Repairs, they can do that too. Learn more at hammernicks.com. They've got four locations in the metro area. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Meaning of this, Andy Cohen uh, responded to Jen Shaw's Instagram claim after the explosive Tuesday night finale of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City where... Uh, I mean, it was a blackout level of giddiness, would you I not say? I almost fell off my treadmill again. I fell off two weeks ago. It I was over the first-time housewife, Monica Garcia's big reveal as a member of... Uh, a Finsta. Finsta, private Instagram that no one knew was her, called Reality Von Tees, and she's been trolling the wives for the last three years. Absolutely. So... Um, and then we found out that, you know, Heather got a black eye from Jen Shaw. So she, Jen Shaw got time from the federal prison camp to get to a computer. Mm-hmm. And he put out a thing that Andy was still but hurt that he didn't do a one-on-one. He addressed it on his radio show. And this is, this is what he said. 
He said, well, it is, and I listened to the interview, he said, it is ironic that a woman who's in prison for her role in a telemarketing scam, and, you know, I also got just scammed out of a lot of money on a telemarketing scam. It happened to Andy Cohen. Yeah. And he said, I'm not saying they're connected, but it is truly ironic. I understand how bad this feels. Yeah, and he can recover. He can recover. And then he said... I don't want to be Captain Obvious here, (laughs) but if we had footage, don't you think we would air it? Do you think we would sit on footage? Has she ever watched the show? Because she claimed that if I did this, there would be footage and they would show it. And he's going, do I have to state the obvious that obviously this is done out of our, you know, out of the range of our cameras or we we didn't have footage. They would use it. Oh, five hours earlier. They they would would use use it it. because I I mean, four hours earlier. Pop. There it is. They would show that so quickly. They have no allegiance to Jen Shaw. They never have. Uh, Bravo loves the damning cut, just like The Bachelor. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then he went on to say that uh, the stipulations for her one-on-one that Andy supposedly was butthurt she didn't agree to. He Mm -hmm. said she wanted a docu-series of her days leading up to jail, to Mm -hmm. Aaron Bravo. She also wanted a lot of money. That's in quotations. Yeah. 250 is what I would be guessing. And she also kept insisting she was innocent. Innocent. And he said, so it would just been another interview of her sitting down across from me, lying to my, my face like we got at two reunions. Lying or doing that thing where they say, I really can't talk about that because, yeah. uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's still on. We still are in a court case. Mm-hmm. And I think he did the right thing. I by just addressing it right away, right away, and it. honestly, like because as much as you know, I had an emotional attachment to Jen Shaw. Um, oh, I hated her. I know you I did. Really her. I also I really have an emotional attachment her. to Scar from The Lion King. Like, there's something about me that loves <laughs> a good villain. Yeah, okay. Like a sexy villain is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I could do go into therapy about it, but you know what? I am glad at the end of the day, he didn't put money into, I don't need to see her get ready for prison. I don't need her to be getting we more money. We wouldn't have watched it. And I, in that I, way, Andy does probably, no, I, I don't think we would have watched you it. You don't think I would have watched it? Maybe, but I doubt <laughs> it. I doubt it. Everything changes when somebody pleads guilty and I know, they go. and it was such an ugly crime. Yeah. I mean, people's lives were ruined because of Jen yeah, Shaw. Yeah, and she did for such a long time. <sighs> so apparently she filed, Jen Shaw filed a cease and desist Against Monica for reality von tees in 2021. And we're supposed to believe that Heather didn't know about it until just now. Heather didn't know about it. Plus that they're also claiming the producers didn't know about it. I don't believe that for a second. Lies! Because everything was teed up like the perfect shot for this last day in the Bermuda freaking triangle and a stormy night Mm -hmm. on a beach Mm-hmm. With wind, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, Chuck D. Uh, 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 tweeted, um, took to X this morning um, because, uh, you know, people were having crap to say about Madonna. And here's what he, he put out on Twitter or X. At 63, I know I can bike better than I ever did. And Pilates ain't easy, but I give it to Madonna for pushing the bars. 
Um, ageism sometimes gets like racism both ways if you let it. For anyone over 50, the rule is either you do the songs or the songs do you. Madonna has some hard songs to perform in her catalog. And it was somebody in one of her uh, songs during Ray of Light. She's tethered to a grab bar on a square platform while she's going around. And so people were like, Madonna, don't hurt yourself. And, yeah, you yeah, know, doing yeah, all this yeah. stuff. And so I'm like... Good for you, Chuck D. I love that. I, I love that. They go stand up for her, and also like the over the rule over fifty. The rule is either you do the songs or, or the songs, songs do you. you. I love that for performing. And yeah. I mean, he's been performing for how long? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I didn't know about that rule in the singing world. That's a really good point because I have gone to um, some classic rock shows, and I go, I don't know if this is in their realm of doing yeah anymore and it's fine i mean you just kind of treat it differently you kind of go i'm fine with watching this guy we were blown away at rick springfield who was like two weeks from turning 72 at mystic shirt off took his shirt he is like in the bet he said i have to be to do this yeah i can't be i want to be a rocker but i can't be a rocker if i'm not disciplined about my physical health. I can't do these songs. And he ripped it, shredded it, gave it it all to his songs. It was so fun. It's funny because the juxtaposition of it all is is that like this rocker who we like to think about as rebellious and crazy is yeah. actually on the stricter routine yeah. than anybody in the audience has ever been. Yeah. yeah. And it's like yeah, I don't think you're trashing hotel rooms. I think you're going to bed early and uh, waking up early and working out. Yeah, and you know what? I like it, too, because I forget that uh, Chuck D., who's from Public Enemy, you know, he and Madonna go way back. Oh, I Because bet. Justify My Love, which was written by Lenny Kravitz and Ingrid Chavez, takes a drum sample from Public Enemy's Security of the First World, you know, from their first album, It Takes a Million, so... They did a, a, the sampling yeah. of that, and that's in that song. So those, these two go all the way back to uh, 1990. Whoa. You what? Know? There's I a remember, 1990? Well, the Immaculate Collection. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I uh, I mean, they go. They they also, you know, rose together yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. too. So I'm sure he's got an insane amount of respect. And that's what's funny is anybody, you know, shooting fires or, or, or taking shots at Madonna, most likely wasn't around or doesn't understand what Madonna is, who she is, where she came from, what. Yeah, but it's also, it's stuff that you would never say about guys. For sure. You know, I mean, it is... A thousand percent. You wouldn't think anything. Let me just tell you, (laughs) I saw Justin Timberlake perform... Uh, in the uh, out of the woods, whatever I went concert to that show, you yeah. went to that man. Oh, that, I got free tickets. Leave oh, me alone, okay? Me and Justin had a date night. It was All fine. Right. It was terrible. He showed up wearing sweatpants oh, no. on stage, yep. barely walked around, and then at one point had a fake campfire with a flannel thrown on him, acting like he was a woodsman. Yes. And I thought to myself, this is the lowest bar ever. For, you're you're in your prime. Right. You should what be performing the heck out of this. Yeah. He oh, didn't was... even break a sweat. I'm so glad you were there too, Grant. Oh, you felt the same way. So bad. It Thank was you. so that, underwhelming. That was a bust of a album, bust of a concept, bust of a thing. And <laughs> Into the woods. Or whatever. I can't yeah. wait till he announces a Vegas residency and then play back the interview where he said people only do Las Vegas that are at the end of their career. <laughs>
Yeah, well, it could be sooner than later then. Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll see you on the other side.